Welcome back to Stuff You Don't Need to Know. I'm Jay, and this week I'll be discussing the second episode of Titans titled Hawk and Dove. Uh, I watched it when it came out on Friday, but uh, I'm reporting on it a few days late because I've pretty much been fighting a cold all week. So I don't have my normal sexy voice on because of that. And if I start coughing for any reason, just please understand. All right, so after uh, watching episode one of Titans and podcasting about it, uh, I pretty much trashed the entire episode, but I did say that I'm going to give this series a chance, and I did. And I have to say that the second episode, Hawk and Dove, while not a great episode, it was definitely better than the first, and it actually kind of leaves me hopeful. But truth be told, well, let's discuss the episode a little bit, and of course, going forward, spoilers. There will be spoilers if you have not watched Titans, especially uh, episode two, Hawk and Dove. Listen no further, because I'm going to be spoiling the bejesus out of it. So what do we get in this episode? Well, we get introduced to Hawk and Dove. Now, I'll be honest, I don't really know a lot about Hawk and Dove from the comics, um, but from what my daughter Diana tells me, they do have some powers, sort of like a danger sense almost. Um, if they sense danger and they speak their names, they kind of transform into kind of mutated versions of themselves. She was kind of explaining it, and even she wasn't really sure, but it really looks like, uh, you know, here in the Titans verse, we'll call it, um, it just looks like their their costume uh, vigilantes pretty much like Batman, Robin, and, you know, whoever else is out there in the extended Bat family. Um, what I really liked about this episode is the fact that they didn't throw a whole lot of people at us. They, they really kept the story tight. You know, they focused on uh, Dick, uh, Raven, you know, introducing Hawk and Dove and just really kind of keeping it all together. I was kind of cringing, waiting for them to suddenly cut to Starfire or Beast Boy for really no apparent reason. And thankfully, they didn't. And hopefully going forward, you know, the series is going to kind of be like that a little bit tighter. I mean, like I said, the first the first episode... I did like the, st the stuff with Dick slash Robin. Um, you know, he did get involved with Raven. I'm still not crazy about the Raven character in this one. But, you know, the introduction to Starfire is very awkward. And, and here we go. They introduced Beast Boy at the end of the first episode. Apparently just to say, like, hey, kids, we got Beast Boy. And, you know, no mention of him, no appearance of him in this episode. Again, which is fine because... There was no need for any of that stuff. You know, this was a nice, tight story. And <clears throat> it seems like, you know, I think the focus of Titans, I mean, obviously the focus of, Tit the focus of Titans is going to be on Raven, uh, you know, because really in a lot of different uh, comic iterations and, and some of the animated movies, things like that, Raven really is kind of the focus point. She's really kind of the reason why the Titans come together in a lot of... Um, instances of the titans um or you know she's someone that the titans fight uh find and kind of rally around and protect and this and that you know so raven has always kind of been a very focal part of that team but it really seems like the focal part of this series is really kind of leaning more towards uh dick grayson and like i said and you know from episode one i he was a character that I really enjoyed, and I'm still enjoying him uh, here in episode two. So like I said, we're introduced to Hawk and Dove. They're costume vigilantes. Um, like I said, I really don't know much about them, but apparently, you know, their boyfriend-girlfriend, uh, Hawk, apparently is older. He's been doing this for a while because, man, this guy, even though he is one big giant muscle, 
uh, you know, this guy's broken down. Um, you know, we see in the beginning, apparently he was trying to take down some gun runners. He went ahead, he, <clears throat> he went in and had a dove, uh, got caught. They're torturing him. Looks like they took a rusted drill bit and stuck it in his side. And then they had a pair of rusty garden shears, which, you know, snip, snip. I need not say any more. Um, Dove comes in, she saves the day, uh, you know, fighting like a bat out of hell, no pun intended. Uh, and, you know, we cut back to their apartment in Washington, D.C., um, you know, and Hawk, he is a broken, battered man. Uh, he's talking with Dove about, you know, let's just do this one last job, you know, then we can retire. He's talking about retiring to Wisconsin. He's like, I'll get my hip taken care of. I mean, this is a guy who looks like he's like, Probably in his early to mid thirties, and he's talking hip replacement. That's that's not good, you know. This this guy has been beaten and battered. I mean, he has clearly seen better days. I mean, really, the two of them. I mean, you know, the scenes that we see with them in their apartment. There's medication everywhere. Um, you know, Hawk is taking a bath to try to you know take the sting off of the whipping he just got, and there's medications lined up on the uh, there's like a ledge there near the bathtub, and he injects himself with something. Uh, we see another scene where Dove opens a medicine cabinet, and it is just shelf after shelf of meds. I mean, you know, even Dove, you know, who is young, you know, she is definitely feeling the effects of it. You know, she is looking to retire. Hawk looks like he does not want to retire, but he will do it for Dove. Um, they're kind of interesting, though, because, you know, they're vigilantes, but it clearly looks like... You know, they take out gun runners and drug dealers. You know, they take out bad people, but they kind of take their money too, you know, to sort of help fund. Well, you know, hey, look, when you think about it, if you don't have Bruce Wayne and, and, and Wayne Enterprises backing you up, you know, and and being a vigilante out all night, getting beat up, it's kind of hard to hold down a day job. I'm making no judgment on Hawk and Dove. So at the end of the first episode, or towards the end of the first episode, um, we see that there's, there is an organization that is out to get Raven. They want to kill Raven. They believe that Raven is the harbinger of doom. She's the harbinger of doomsday, the end of the world. They want to kill her. Uh, fake cop comes and gets her. Uh, you know, Dick, of course, uh, world's second greatest detective, um, you know, tracks her down to rescue her. But, you know, Raven don't need no saving. She's got that evil in her that she's starting to like, uh, and it came out. And um, at the start of this episode, we find out what she did to the the guy that kidnapped her and was going to kill her. He he base she basically exploded his internal organs. He was basically his corpse was like a, a sack of goo. But we did notice very interestingly he had a raven tattoo upon his shoulder. So. We will see, you know, what that what that is and what the what what that what that's all about, and you know who's this mysterious organization hunting down uh, Rachel Roth, aka Raven. Um, so Dick is like, look, we got to get out of Dodge. We got to go regroup. Uh, pretty interesting here, you know. It seems like Dick Grayson very recently transferred uh, from Gotham City Police Department into Detroit. Um, this guy's just taking extended vacations. He's doing cases on his own. Like this is a, D D Detroit is a pretty liberal police department. Then again, that's where Axel Foley was from, and he kind of did what he wanted. And if you don't get the reference, 
I ain't explaining it to you. Um, so that was, I thought that was pretty interesting that he's just sort of like ups and like, yep, uh, I'm leaving. Doesn't tell anybody because his partner calls him like, hey, you're going to do some police work. Um, one thing that was kind of cool and I had to, I actually had to find a screen cap of it uh, elsewhere because I, I, I tried stopping the, the feed uh, on my device to take a look at it. Robin pulls out his bat phone because he's got a cell phone. And he's got a bat phone. Um, and, you know, he's, he's, he's obviously he needs help. You know, he knows that he's on the run. He needs some help. So he's scrolling through. He's got a pretty heady contact list there and he's scrolling through it. Um, he ends up dialing Alfred Pennyworth. And I was like, oh, wow, are we going to get a glimpse of Alfred? Uh, who'd they get to play Alfred in this one? We hear his voice over the phone and he set something up, left uh, some money for, uh, for Dick. But looking at the contact list, Donna Troy is on that contact list. Donna Troy, a.k.a. Wonder Girl, who will be making an appearance later on in Titans somewhere down the road. So he's definitely had a past with Donna Troy. I didn't really recognize some of the other names that came up on there. Did a little digging. Um, I think they're just like ex-friends, ex-girlfriends of his. Nobody really super-powered or anything like that. But to see Donna Troy, Wonder Girl herself, I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, he goes, he takes Raven, Rachel to meet up with Hawk and Dove. Uh, and he kind of tells her like, look, you know, these guys will help us out. You know, uh, we got to get somewhere safe. They could help us with that. He's looking to dump her off. Um, this Dick Grayson, I will say is pretty fascinating, um, he wants to leave Gotham or he wanted to leave Gotham and get away from Batman because he felt that he was taking it way too seriously. He was taking this whole vigilante thing way too far. It almost looks like he doesn't want to be Robin anymore. Yet he carries around his little Robin briefcase with him, uh, ready to pop on that suit whenever it sort of fits him. And when he does, and we saw this in the first episode, and we really see it in this episode, he is a vicious, brutal Robin. And this is, this is not like the Dick Grayson that I remember from the comics. You know, I'm not talking even like, you know, the Super Friends or, you know, Batman 66, jolly old Robin. You know, I mean, Robin is, Robin is, 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 you know, Robin who, uh, Dick Grayson who goes on to become Nightwing, you know, he's, he's pretty good crime fighter. I mean, even Dove, even Dove says to him at one point, because we see that they do have a history together, the three of them, uh, they do a little flashback where the three of them, uh, are on a mission taking down whoever. And, um, <clears throat> you know, Hawk kind of makes the comment like, you know, you know, does Batman know you're out here with us? Like, he's like, nah, I'm doing this on my own. He's like, oh, hanging out with the bad kids. So apparently, you know, Hawk and Dove do things a little bit more brutal than Batman does. Uh, Robin was kind of down with that. But then, you know, when they get into a little scrape uh, and scrapple here, you know, the three of them, Dove even says to him, yeah, you really have changed because he does tell her that he does tell her that he's changed. You know, he's not the same anymore. Dove, of course, doesn't believe it until she sees him. I mean, just take people apart. Um, you know, his little Robin symbol, which is a throwing star. I mean, he's throwing it in people's eyes. Um, again, Hawk and Dove were trying to take down these gun runners. Like this was going to be their last big thing. Um, 
you know, Dick using his little Wayne Tech computer there, which, uh, again, does everybody know who Batman is? Because, you know, Hawk and Dove, especially, you know, Dove's talking with them. It's pretty clear she knows that Bruce Wayne is Batman. So, you know, Bruce, keep a tight lid on that, okay? All right, we don't need everybody knowing who you are. But, you know, he uses, like, some Wayne Tech satellites, and he tells Dove, he's like, nope, don't do this job. It's... You know, you guys scouted it out all wrong. It's not as easy as you think it's going to be. She's like, well, then help us out. And he's like, no, I'm trying to get away from that life. You know, and he, he he's kind of been saying that. I, I'm trying to get away from that life. I'm trying to get away from that life. Why are you carrying around the suitcase, Dick? You know, why are you throwing on the Robin suit, Dick? Um, you know, because he does. And when he comes and saves them again, you know, they, they get there. Hawk is laughing. He's like, see, look at this. No big deal. You know, Dick was wrong once again. I mean, come on. It's a trap. It's a setup. And it's the guys from the beginning of the show because the guy that was torturing Hawk comes out with those rusty shears. And he's like, oh, yeah, where were we? Uh, Robin comes in, takes those shears yeah, I mean, the violence in this show, I mean, I'm just wondering with DC, like, it's, I'm a little confused, sort of like, with their message or with their theme or where they're going, because you look at the films, you know, you look at, like, Man of Steel, you look at Dawn of Justice, you even look at the Justice League film, um, but even, like, Dawn, let's just look at Dawn of Justice, um, Batman's brutal in that one, okay, you know, Superman snapping necks in Man of Steel, um, dark and gritty. I mean, DC movies, you know, really up until the Justice League have been really dark and grim affairs, Wonder Woman aside. The DC shows on the CW, while they do tackle some very serious issues, are a little bit more lighthearted. You know, my daughter likes to say she looks at Henry Cavill as like this dark, edgy Superman. And then she watches Supergirl where Tyler Hoken comes in as Superman, a very Christopher Reeve-esque Superman who's like, gee whiz, golly shucks. Come on, let's give it that good old American try. You know, she's just like, what message is DC kind of sending here? You know, you have the comics kind of with one tone. You have the movies with another tone. You have the CW shows with another tone. And now, I mean, this one's kind of like going the direction of the movies. I mean, we see Robin do some nasty Stuff. I mean, Robin, again, I know Jason Todd is going to be making an appearance. I mean, if this is what Dick Grayson's like, what's Red Hood going to be like? Because Red Hood is supposed to be the one with the big chip on his shoulder, blowing away mobsters and stuff like that. Take no prisoners. You know, Batman, this is the way it's supposed to be done. So if Dick Grayson is is scraping people's face across cement, um, you know, cutting them with glass, stabbing them in the crotch with sears, um, shears, throwing stars to the eyes. I mean, what's Red Hood going to be like? Jason Todd. I mean, oh my God, it's 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 kind of scary. But I think actually, um, Jason Todd in this Titans verse is not going to be Red Hood. I think he's going to be the new Robin. You know, Dick left; he's no longer Robin. Now we have a new Robin. Of course, the next in line was Jason Todd. So I don't think he's going to be that edgy Jason Todd. He'll probably be a little bit more happy-go-lucky. So it's kind of weird to say that, you know, Dick Grayson is the dark one and Jason Todd's the kind of lighthearted, friendly one. That's that's really, really weird to say. Uh, we also get introduced to, I have no idea who these people were. 
a little iffy about it. Um, so apparently, look, this, there's there's a, a a cult, an organization, a foundation, whatever you want. They're out there. They got to get Raven. So the first uh, the first guy failed, obviously, you know. So we see uh, St. Louis, Missouri, the Midwest, and at first I was like. Is this a flashback or something? Because it looks like a, a typical Midwest 1950s style family. You know, mom and dad are there and there's Billy and Susie playing whatever. I think they were playing Monopoly or something uh, there. And it's G. Willigers and Aw Shucks. And there's a knock at the door. And dad's like, well, gosh darn it. It's 930 in the morning on a Sunday. Who could that be? And there's a very jolly man there who's like, well, now we're activating you and you got to go get this person. And gosh darn, she's double tough. So it's like, it's the Mormon mafia. I don't know. I don't know what the heck's going on here. Um, but it's a family, you know, mom, dad, and brother and sister. Uh, we don't get any names or, or anything. And for the life of me, I can't call back to anything like this in the comics. Uh, I even looked at like some... Um, reviews of this episode and people are like yeah who the heck are these people um so it's like they're they're this midwestern you know wholesome family who take these blue injections and my god i mean they just wreak havoc um they got to track down raven so they go to detroit and they interrogate and again for the life of me i do not know the name of dick grayson's partner because she's just such a non-factor it's like i think they had her call dick to see where he was and then have her in this little interrogation scene just so we can remember you know hey he's got a partner she's there she might factor into something i don't know um you know so they interrogate her and then they somehow uh track him down to dc where he's with hawk and dove um so pretty much you know, like I said, what Dick's big plan was is he was going to take Rachel, uh, basically lie to her, even though she's really been telling him, like, you cannot lie to me, you know, kind of hinting at some of the abilities that she has. I don't think she's even really fully aware of the abilities that she has. I mean, she knows that there's something in here, in her. She knows that they could do things, that she could do things. One of the things she knows, though, is it's like she's empathic almost, you know. Uh, we see... Uh, when they arrive in D.C. and she meets Dove and she kind of shakes Dove's hand, she gets a glimpse into Dove's background. So she knows she knows that Dick and, and Dove were together, you know, and she even asks him and he's like, no. And she's like, you can't lie to me, dude. Like, how many times do I have to tell you this? Um, so Dick is just like, you know, yeah, you know, he's lying to everybody. I mean, this is really, I mean, what is going on in Dick Grayson's head? And I'm not saying that in a negative way. I'm saying that because I, this is what I find really, really interesting. And I almost kind of wish that this was the series, that the series was Nightwing. And this is sort of the origin of Nightwing, you know, um, because it's really, he, he he's a very, very interesting character. Um you know, because this this is not stuff that you would expect from Dick Grayson. To, I mean, he's pulling a lot of pun totally intended here. Dick moves. Um, he lies to Rachel. Yeah, I'm going to take you to some friends of mine. They're going to help us out. You know, he tells Hawk and Dove like, yeah, I just need to lay low for a bit. You know, maybe you could hook us up with like a place to crash, whatever. When Really what he's doing when he calls Alfred, he calls Alfred to be like, yeah, dude, can can Bruce loan me some money here? He's going to take a fat stack of cash, uh, pretty much leave it 
and Rachel. Like, that was his plan. Like, he stuffs it in an envelope, he stuffs it under a cushion with a little BS note, and he was looking to, to, to hightail it out of there. Sort of like, you know, hey, she's your problem now, guys, but I left you $500,000, you know, whatever it was that he, he, he left for them. Um, who is this guy? This is not a Dick Grayson that I know. And it's really, really fascinating. You know, he, he talks about kind of wanting to get away from being Robin, but clearly he can't get away from it. I, I really think he actually enjoys it. I think he enjoys being a vigilante and being a vigilante that, you know, I, like I said, we see Hawk and Dove in the beginning and we see them, you know, in this series through flashbacks and then when they go back to take down these gun runners, you know, they're not all nicey-nicey. I mean, they play rough. They play for keeps. You know, they're taking down some hard people here. But when they're just looking at Dick, you know, as Robin fighting, and they're just like, oh, God, this guy's hardcore. I mean, fascinating, fascinating character. And I think that's why I really, really like this episode um, a lot better than the than the first episode. I felt the first episode was a big jumble. You know, they're throwing a lot at us. Um you know, the introduction of Starfire was very bizarre. Um, y- you know, <sighs> oh, excuse me. Because here's the thing. I mean, let's be realistic about this. Who's buying the DC streaming service? It's comic fans. It's DC fans that are buying this. You know, it's not your average ordinary. It's not the person that buys Netflix or Hulu. DC streaming service is for DC fans. So DC fans, for better or for worse, you know, or or I shouldn't say for better or for worse, you know, DC fans know Titans. They know these characters for the most part, you know, depending on what they read. But they should really kind of have at least a basic understanding of who these characters are. What are they doing? You know, again, I really love what they're doing with Robin and Dick Grayson. This is amazing, but... Why are we doing this with everybody? You know, why can't Starfire be an alien? And again, maybe she will be. You know, maybe it will be revealed that she she is an alien. Maybe, you know, again, I think a theory I brought up uh, in the first episode, what if she's almost kind of like a symbiote type alien where, you know, this Starfire comes from Tamaran and kind of latches onto a host. And that's why Corey Anders has these powers and abilities that she wasn't aware about. You know, who, who knows? Who knows? But I, I just felt like the first, the first episode was sort of a big mishmash. Um, you know, it was just really all over the place. And then that's just that introduction of Beast Boy at the end. It was, it was pointless. Um, because again, this episode, Thankfully, we don't refer to Starfire or Beast Boy at all, which which is good because it was a nice, tight story. Um, you know, hey, look, next episode you want to get into them? That's fine. That's great. Don't jump around. You know, we know that the we know that the, eventually they're going to meet up. That the Titans are going to meet up. We know that. So you know, take your time. Uh, and you know, look, maybe it was the first episode. They wanted to get everything out there, and they kind of threw it at us real quick. Uh, they definitely, like I said, they definitely tightened up the story here. It's actually, a, it's it's a pretty interesting story. Um, you know, kind of comparing it to some other superhero series out there, you know, how would I rank this? Uh, let's put it this way. I would much rather watch Titans than Iron Fist, which 
just recently we learned got canceled. Um, Luke Cage also got canceled. I'm kind of not surprised. I think I would rather watch these than say like uh, an Iron Fist or a Luke Cage. But you know what? Shows like Daredevil, Jessica Jones, you know, even The Runaways, and even I, I you know, I, I kind of started the the series, but. Look, there's a lot to watch on TV. I can't watch everything. You know, Cloak and Dagger, um, and then the CW stuff, I'm probably going to watch before I watch Titans. Um, it's not... You know, th- this this episode definitely kind of raised my opinion of the show. And like I said, I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to give this season a shot. You know, it's, it's really unfair to watch the first episode and be like, well, that's it. You know, I'm giving up. Um... Dick Grayson is a very compelling character. I've said that about a hundred times already, but I'll say it again. Dick Grayson Robin is a very compelling character. I really want to see where they go with it because I really do think it's pretty, pretty interesting. So, hey, episode three is coming up. I believe it's called Origins. So, ooh, whose origin are we going to get? Are we going to get Starfire and Beast Boy's origin? Are we going to get a little more back into like Raven's backstory or, you know, even Dick Grayson's backstory. Who knows? Um, I think it'll be pretty interesting. And after a really rough start, I mean, second episode here, I think it really picked it up. And, you know, hopefully going forward, we get tighter storytelling and, you know, maybe they start to develop these characters a little bit better uh, and, and really just, hey, Let's see where it goes. I, like I said, I'm not giving up on this show. Alrighty, guys, thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for listening to me rant a little bit about Titans. Um, don't forget, please check out www.brothersinarmchairs.com. That's the website that'll link you to the Brothers in Armchairs, and you'll find out who we are, and you know, really what all our podcasts are, and where to find them. This is Jay. I'll see you later.